that people would kind of, you know, rush in and rush out as we did our services. And every day they would sit on those chairs that he had set up. And it reminded me of how important all of those little jobs are. Hey, Compass Point, welcome back to Encountering God, the daily podcast to help you stay rooted and stay curious as you encounter God through the reading of his word. All right, welcome back. Well, here we are uh, back in the book of Romans, and we are uh, second to last day. We're going to have one more day together as we're reading. And so we're just finishing the book in chapter 16. And today you just read chapter 16, 1 through verse 16. And what we see in this passage is a a list that Paul begins to um, sort of write out of all of the different people that he wants to be greeted specifically so there's a personal part to this letter. So Paul has, has written to the Roman church a letter that was to be circulated among all of these people that he hadn't met. So there was many people that he hadn't met there, but there were some that he knew and he wanted to make sure that he identified them at the end of this letter. Now, lots of people have looked into this list and they have you know, talked about uh, different characteristics and, and guessed about people's you know, roles and what they might have been doing and all kinds of different things. And I'm not going to get into that in this podcast. What I want to say, though, is that what we see in the names that are listed is this. We see that Paul worked alongside men and women. He worked alongside uh, Jews and Gentiles. And there seems also to be some cultural differences, perhaps, as well. Uh, Perhaps some people who were in the upper end of society and those who were not. And obviously, there's this beautiful picture that's painted that that, that Paul uh, was working together alongside so many others as he was serving. Now, as you know, over the last uh, couple of days, we've been talking about uh, what's most important as the church grows and, you know, really exploring what success looks like and how to do it well. You know, how does the church grow and success and become successful in good ways Uh, rather than becoming successful in ways that are not only unsustainable, but also dangerous. And what we found is that a church that it's at its best is one that is working together with everybody using the way that they've been gifted. When I started ministry, I was serving in a church plant. And uh, at that church plant, we we were meeting in a school at the time. And so there was a custodian that worked at the school that was hired by the school to come in when we came in. And his job was to make sure that we had the things that we needed to do the service. And so he would set up the chairs. He would kind of get everything ready for us. And over time, he became a guy who was sort of interested in in what we were talking about. He was learning. He had questions. But for a person who used to be there just setting up the chairs, he eventually became part of our church. But he still came every morning and he set up the chairs first and he, um, and then he would stay and he would listen just as someone who was new exploring their faith. And it kind of struck me as I thought about him that people would kind of, you know, rush in and rush out as they, as we did our services. And every day they would sit on those chairs that he had set up every day. And it reminded me of how important all of those little jobs are in making the church work. This is the picture that I see emerging in this chapter. Look back at this list again. Listen to how Paul describes all his dear friends who worked hard for the Lord and who gave their time and gave their houses and gave all kinds of things. These are the kind of people that hold the church together. And so I asked the question a couple of days ago, how is it that Paul was successful, but he didn't allow that to kind of 
you know, cause him to fail and, and believe his own press and, and get in his own way. He did it by honoring all the people who supported him. Everyone. What an amazing reminder. So what does this list tell us? Well, first, it reminds us that the church is unified, but not uniform. We, have, we come from different backgrounds and different experiences. And two, we recognize the need for all of these different people doing the small things to make everything work. And three, what we see in this passage is Paul's love for this whole group, the way he cared so deeply for the people he served. That's the picture of a church that grows and is successful in positive ways. So as you reflect today, imagine you were writing a letter. Who would make your list of people to thank? (laughs) You know, people to be so thankful for. Think of those people in our context who serve behind the scenes quietly, supporting the whole body, the whole church family. Perhaps today you could take a moment to uh, pray for those individuals. Maybe you could um, send them a little note or a text to remind them of how thankful you are for them. I really believe that the best things that we can accomplish will be a joint effort. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks again for listening and and, uh, following along with us. And we look forward to connecting with you again tomorrow as we continue our series through the Book of Romans.